0: al Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamda lillahi na'maduhu wa nastainu bihi wa nasta'aghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyaati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falamudilla lah وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وكل بدعة ضلاله وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد ما حديث شداد بن أوس رضي الله عنه انه سمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول اذا كنز الناس الذهب والفضه فاكنزوا هؤلاء الكلمات اللهم اني اسالك الثبات في الامر والعزيمه على الرشد واسالك شكر نعمتك واسالك شكر نعمتك واسالك حسن عبادتك واسالك قلبا سليما was Alu Kalisan and wa Was Alu Kamin Khayrima Tilem, Wa Aruzu Bikami Sherima Tilem, Wastafiru Kalima Tilem, In Naka Anta Alamul Guyub. With the Hadith of Shaddad, Rodi Allahuan, that we mentioned in the previous Khutbah that I was he. In where the prophet teaches and guides Shaddad that if people are busy hoarding and amassing and collecting the gold and the silver of this material world then you oh Shaddad hoard and amass and increase in asking Allah for the following words i'm not going to translate because we have done this in the previous khutbah if you want you can find this online But I'm going to give you a title. Because we said that we are going to stay with this hadith, analyzing every single dua that the Prophet taught Shaddad to make. The greater title of this hadith, "Amass that which is beneficial. And we spoke about that in the last khutbah. Then for each and every single dua, we give it a subtitle. Steadfastness. Determination, gratitude, excellence in worship, truthfulness, piety, seeking refuge in Allah and seeking Allah Azza wa Jal's forgiveness. The recipe that was given to you by the guided, that by Allah Azza wa Jal, if granted, you have attained the better of this world and the next. Today, اللهم إني أسألك الثبات في الأمر Oh Allah, I ask you for steadfastness in this matter. What matter? What matter, oh Rasool Allah، that you are teaching us to ask Allah Azza wa for steadfastness in the religion of Islam? Asking Allah Azza wa to be steadfast on his religion. Asking Allah Azza wa Jal to keep you firm on worshipping Him. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would teach his companions to make this dua. Salu Ask your Lord to keep you steadfast on the matter, on this religion, to keep you steadfast on your identity and your teachings of Islam. Until when? Until when? One week, one year, until I reach 40, until I reach 50, 60, 70. ila مَتَى إِلَىٰ أَن نَلْقَاهُ The Prophet said, until we meet him, we must be asking Allah Azza wa Jal every single day to keep us steadfast on the religion he has given us. So don't think you're capable. Don't think that you're able to do it alone. Don't think that you're safe. Don't think that you're different, that you're stronger, that you're smarter, you're more cautious, that you're more calculated. The companions of Allah, the companions of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, asked him, O oh Rasulallah, we believed in you. And we believed in what you came with. Do you fear upon us? Do you fear upon us? And who's asking the greatest generation to walk this earth after the prophets and the messengers? And they are asking the greatest of all prophets and messengers. We believed in you and believed with what you came. We believed in you and your message. Do you fear upon us? Yes, I fear upon you. This was the rep- response of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Yes, I fear upon you, and the essence of this answer carries a vital message, and that is reminding us that we cannot stay steadfast, and we cannot stay resilient on the religion of Allah azza wa jal. Without the aid of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is precisely why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa taught his companions and his ummah to come. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal to keep you steadfast on this religion. Because you cannot do it alone. Now consider this. Have you ever faced, and everyone has, a trial, a hardship, a tribulation, a sickness that you cannot overcome alone. Whether it's financial hardship or you need some sort of manpower or you need some sort of academic help and you know that you cannot do it alone, what do you do? What will your next step be? You go to those that can help you. You have financial issues, you've earned a debt that you can't cover and you have to cover it and the time is coming. You ask and you don't ask anyone, but you ask the one that you know can help you. So you go to your rich friend, not your poor friend, but you go to your rich friend and you tell him, I need your assistance. You have an issue, you need some manpower, you need to move houses, for example. You can't do it alone. You go to your friends, not your old frail uncle no, you go to your strong young friend, your strong fr- neighbor, for example, and you tell him, can you please help me? And such is the case. He, you're asking Allah Azza wa Jal for steadfastness on his religion, admitting to Allah that you cannot do it alone. And this is from the dua of the pious. The dua of the righteous, the knowledgeable of Allah, in Allah. Realize this. Not the ignorant. Not the ones that are led astray. What do they say? The ones that are pious, religious, righteous, God-conscious, knowledgeable. In the Quran, Allah tells us about their dua and what they supplicate to Allah. رَبَّنَا Oh Allah! Oh Allah! Do not, our Lord, do not let our hearts deviate after you have guided us and grant us from Yourself mercy. They are asking Allah Azza wa that He keeps their hearts steadfast after He has granted them guidance. Not the ignorant. Not the ignorant, but the knowledgeable. The most elite in those that know Allah Azza wa supplicate in this. You, you, actually every single one of you Supplicate to Allah Azza wa The very same supplication Maybe you don't pay attention to it Maybe it's never crossed your mind in this way But you supplicate this to Allah Every single day In every single prayer In every single rak'ah Ihdina al-sirat You ask Allah Azza wa To keep you steadfast on the straight path Why so? Why so? Why are you taught? Why is it imprinted in your identity? To ask Allah Azza wa for guidance and steadfastness, it's because you cannot do it alone. Now I ask you this. How many people do you know that used to pray, that were given the religion on a golden platter, that were led to the front line, that were given the, 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 the scholars at their fingertips, like they say, they were ready to teach them, and to help them and to guide them. And they were led to this path and now they're somewhere in some area doing something sketchy. Where are they? And what happened? How many people used to, on their tongue, remind and teach people? يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الْرِبَى وَيُرْبِي sadaqat. Riba, you want to take it? Prepare for a war. Fast forward a little bit, and then you find him, he's gone to the Commonwealth Bank or to West Bank Bank, and he's taking a loan. Or, for example, a sister. And these examples, I am giving you examples that have taken place, and that I personally was involved in such a sister. Not the scarf, but the niqab. The niqab. Advocating, it's a must, it's a wajib, it's, it's an obligation upon you. And then, because this niqab started getting heavy, there was, I need a fatwa out of this. I need, I need a religious exemption. Let's look for a scholar that says wearing the niqab is no longer a wajib. It's no longer obligatory. Ah, Imam al-Albani he said such and such and this scholar said such and such and you don't have to wear the niqab because it's not an obligation I'm not here giving you a fatwa about whether you wear the niqab or you don't wear the niqab I'm not here about telling you go get riba or don't get riba I'm not telling you pray or don't pray at the moment I'm trying to pass on a message and this message is that these people were given the religion and they let go they could no longer handle what they were given. This is why you ask Allah Azza wa for steadfastness. Take the Prophet sallallahu as an example, the one that was given until he was satisfied. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the one that was granted the highest levels of paradise. The Prophet, وسلم, the one whose sins were forgiven past and present. The Prophet وسلم, he had a protection and a preservation from Allah Azza wa Jal, a special one. He himself would ask Allah for steadfastness. Not Abu Bakr, not Umar, not Uthman, not Ali. The Prophet وسلم, from his famous dua. يا مقلب القلوب ثبت Make my heart steadfast on your religion. Does it make sense? Can you fathom? Can you imagine that the Prophet Sallallahu being led astray؟ حاشا No, it's not something that can cross the mind, but he knew that there is no steadfastness without it being granted from Allah Azza wa Jal and when he was asked about this his response was that the hearts inna al-quloob bayna isba'aini min Asabi ar-rahman in sha'a aqamah in sha'a an yuqimahu aqamah wa in sha'a an yuzeighahu azagah that the hearts are entirely controlled by Allah Azza wa Jal. If He wills for a heart to be guided, He will guide it. And if He wills for a heart to be led astray, then it will be led astray. Abu Huraira radiyaAllahu an was the one that narrated the first hadith. Ya Muqallif al-Qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deeni. Aisha radiyaAllahu anha narrated a similar hadith. Ya Musarrif al-Qulub, Qalbi ala, ala and the reason I mentioned Abu Hurairah and Aisha was because there's a, special, there's a special point in such. There's something that we take from these two narrators. Is that they are not a one-off. Aisha anha being the wife of the Prophet And Abu Hurairah, the one that narrated the most hadith of the Prophet the two... Most that narrated from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That means they were with him Majority of the time And they said that we used to hear him plentifully say Ya Qalbi Ala deenik. Oh Allah The one that keeps the heart steadfast Keep my heart steadfast On your religion But here's the thing Here's the funny thing Your religion Is different Your iman is on a different level Your faith Your faith and your Iman is second to none. You have so much confidence in your religion, in yourself. You have so much confidence in your Iman that you are willing to put yourself and to put your dependence and to put your family and your household in environments that by Allah, if you were to put a mountain in it, will crumble. An environment of fitna, an environment that will destroy and destruct. On the precursor of, I trust. I trust if I speak to the opposite gender. So what? As long as you know your boundaries. It's okay if I can get so close to Haram but stay away. I hang out with people that drink alcohol. It's fine, but I'm not going to touch it. I put myself in environments of filth, of evil and sin on the precursor. That I trust my Iman. You know... The pious wouldn't even trust themselves with good deeds, and here you trust yourself with sin. The pious would not even trust themselves with the good deeds. How do you have so much confidence? And in Allah, and Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, "هل أتاك حديث الغاشية؟ وجوه يومئذ خاشعة، عاملة ناصبة." Has there not reached you the report of the overwhelming event? Some faces on that day will be humbled, working hard and exhausted. They will enter to burn in an intensely hot fire. Now from what you heard, who is this referring to? The people of Iman or the people of Kufr? It's easy to say, Tasla Narban hamia enter Jahannam. Jahannam means it's for the disbelievers. This is who it's referring to. The pious, the God conscious, those that fear Allah Azza wa Jal. They would do translation to these verses so that it falls upon themselves. That it means that these verses are referring to them. They would fear doing good deeds. Pay attention to this. They would fear doing good deeds. And it not being accepted. Or them reneging after they have been given Islam. They would fear this. They would fear being given Islam. And then them turning away from it. Because they heard the hadith. They learnt the hadith. And they implemented the hadith of the Prophet wasallam That some of you will do the deeds of the people of paradise. Until there's a hand span between him and paradise. And then he will do the deeds of the people of Jahannam. And he will enter Jahannam wal billah. And these were pious people. These were people of piety, of righteousness, in a time and in an environment that you can say was preserved. And then here we have people that are so confident. So confident in their religion, so confident in their iman, so confident in their Islam. Good thing! But sometimes confidence, too much confidence can be destructive. You have too much confidence in an environment that you cannot describe how distorted it has become, how evil it has become, how much desire has become widespread. Ask your Lord for steadfastness. Ask your Lord to keep you steadfast on the religion of Islam. To keep you steadfast on your identity. To keep you steadfast on that which he has given you of Islam. Until when? Until an meet him. Until we meet him, say what you want. And forgive Allah for you, and forgive you. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa la'udwana illa ala man zhalama wa bagha. Wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uuthi al-mustafa Salawat rabbi wa salamuhu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi. Wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi wa aktafa bi hadjihi bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. Thumma amma ba'd. Your treasure, your treasure, you know, whatever you own of wealth, you preserve it. You sometimes even keep it close to you and on you and you won't let go of it. And this treasure that we're being taught keep it close to you keep it with you keep it on you keep it moist on your tongue because this is a treasure this is a treasure the companions the companions of the prophet they made immense sacrifices they left behind their homes they sacrificed their homes their families and their friends and their wealth they even sacrificed their own selves for the path of la ilaha illallah or all all this to please Allah azza wa they went and they sought knowledge and they spread the message of Islam and they spent in the cause of Allah azza wa and embarked on journeys and battles for his sake their ultimate goal was to attain the pleasure of Allah azza wa their satisfaction of Allah Despite despite these remarkable efforts that they put forward, they still feed. They still had fear. Now think about it. What's more scary? What's more scary? The moments just before death? Or all that comes after death? The grave and so on and so forth. What's more scary? Someone might tell you, no, what comes after death is scary. The grave and its trials and its hardship and the day of judgment and its trials and its hardship and the sirat and its trials and its hardship it's more scary but the companions used to fear the moments just before death because they knew what you die on is what you'll be resurrected on if you die on piety then in your grave they'll be good and in the hereafter will be good and if you die on sin and if you die on sin, then what comes after in the grave and on the, and on the day of judgment is only going to be worse. They used to fear this. Allah Azza wa says in the Quran, اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثابت في الحياة الدنيا وفي الاخرة. Allah Azza wa keeps firm those who believe with a firm word in this world and the next. In this world, and the next. This is what they feed. That in the last moments of their life they will do from the deeds of people of Jahannam بالله, and they will enter with the people of Jahannam. And we're talking from the greatest of generations. So they used to ask and ask and ask and ask Allah Azza wa Jal to keep them steadfast. On la ilaha illallah. And this. Is what the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi wasallam taught them and taught us. Allāhumma oh inni as alu qasabata Allahumma inni asaluqa sabata al umr. Wa asaluqa Allāhumma inni asalu ala alal O Allah I ask you to keep me steadfast on this matter, the matter of Islam. Next week bi idilla azza jal, or not next week, the week after. Because I am one week on and one week off. We will continue with this hadith. Allahumma inni as'aluka thabata al amri wal azimata ala rushd. I ask you today, I ask you for steadfastness in this matter. And next, next week, I ask you for the resolve and the determination to adhere to the path of guidance. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to preserve us. And to protect us and to elevate us in the whole you there, like a well called you or Alan Nabi, Ya you had led in a man Allah Muhammad in Ali Muhammad. Kama on, so Ibrahim or Allah Ali Ibrahim in Nakahamidu Majid, barik ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Kama a barakta Allah Ibrahim or Allah Ali Ibrahim in Nakahamidu Majid. Allah may a Sammy assault, way a sabbic wa way a al rizom, lahman, bad al moat. Allah, my friend, اللهم ارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات بكرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة